1: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 1-0 win over Ajax in the Champions League opener in Amsterdam on Wednesday night. After the anger and frustration of what unfolded in Saturday's Merseyside derby, the supporters who join us on this show are understandably in a much better mood after a job well done by Jurgen Klopp's injury hit side. But before we hear from Matt Whitty, Lauren Black, Steve Dawson, Ross Strachan, Owen Thomas and Mark Baker... We'll start by getting the verdicts of the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst before hearing Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference in full.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
2: Liverpool Champions League campaign is up and running after a 1-0 win. Uh, And I asked this evening with Nicolas Tagliafico's own goal in the first half, proving the difference between the teams in a game that wasn't really uh, memorable for uh, for Gilted's chances for either team, it has to be said. Uh, Liverpool took the lead in, in bizarre circumstances when Sadio Mane cut in from the left. His uh, cross, uh, low cross-cross goal was turned in by Fico, who just couldn't get his feet right at all, gave Liverpool the lead uh, before Fabinho, who'd started at centre-back alongside Joe Gomez because of an injured Joe Matip, cleared off the line from Dusan Tadić, um, and that was pretty much as good as it got for both teams. Uh, Liverpool started with... Um, with Curtis Jones in midfield, the Champions League star for the uh, for the young Liverpool midfielder, Jordan Henderson was brought on at half time in his place. With the club saying uh, after the game it was down to the medical department, who decided that uh, Henderson would only be given 45 minutes. Um, the front three of Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, and Roberto Firmino were also brought off after the hour mark, and a triple substitution for Diogo Jota, Takunimin Amino and Jadan Chikeri. Klopp also said that that was down to the medical department who had a big hand in the team that Klopp was able to pick. Of course Liverpool are suffering something of an injury crisis at the moment and Klopp has to juggle his uh, his charges quite well at the moment considering there's a lot of games coming up over the next few weeks. But uh, Liverpool will be delighted to come away from the Ajax Arena or the Johan Cruyff Arena as it's now known with that uh, very slender 1-0 win. If he goes own goal giving Liverpool the 3 points in Group B. Uh, Atalanta to at the top of their 4-0 win against FC Midland and Bergamo. But Liverpool will be delighted they've come away from possibly the toughest away trip of the group with three points. Uh, they roll on now and it stands to Sheffield United on Saturday evening. Jürgen, to start with, maybe Fabinho's clearance off the line kind of typified tiff- the attitude from the, from the boys tonight. It's actually
1: his fourth clean sheet in five games at centre-half as well. But overall, what did you uh, make of your players' application and, and the overall performance tonight?
3: Yeah, this situation is pretty much the picture of the game, so it was not uh, um, the most easy on the eye performance from both teams, I would say. Um, um, Both teams can play better football, but um, especially in this competition, um, when um, when you play away. A lot of difficulties. Pretty much, the medical department made the lineup. Um, so, um, and then you have to to win the game, and that was the boys did. And I think that was deserved. Even when we had to clear one ball from the line, um, and when we when they had the, when they hit the post, of course they had their moments. Uh, but apart from that. We were pretty pretty dominant and um, on a difficult pitch for both teams. So you could see, I think everybody knows that Ajax is usually a brilliant football team. But it was tonight really tricky. The passing was was difficult. Um, and so you could see that. But we won it. We won the game. And um, I'm completely fine.
4: Able to make changes as well, Jürgen, during the game. Uh, is there a problem, though, with Sadio? We saw him with an a ice pack on his leg when he was on the bench. And also, was Curtis...
1: Tactical, or was he? Did he pick up a knock as well?
3: No, no, no. Um, Curtis was tactical. Um, clear. It was. Uh, medical department told us Hendo cannot start. So, um, and that was pretty much um, clear. Forty-five minutes should be possible. Um, that's why Hendo came on, um, and then we wanted to experience. A midfield that at least played um, a few times together, which helps in a game like this when all the the, the patterns are a bit more clear. Um, Yes, and the three up front. You could see it was an intense game. Eh? So, and the defensive transition was really important. And if you do that, win the ball, then you have a big chance for the offensive transition. So, that was, and it was hard for the, for the, the, the starting front three. And so, I was really happy that we could do that. And um, I was really happy that we, that we could make five changes. Um, tonight, because um, Reese uh, Millie only got cramps, so that's fine. Um, it will be fine. But um, then you can bring on Reese, and it was a long ball festival, and Reese is pretty strong in the air, so that was nice as well. So a few nice stories in a game. Um, yeah, will be now not on the front page of our history book, but um, it is an important one, and I'm really pleased with that.
4: Vinnie, can I have one more. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Just going to yeah. check on on Sadio though. No, no big problem for Sadio, How? was it? With, he had ice uh, on his leg.
3: Sadio, Sadio has um, still uh, since a few days um, a dead leg, so and, and deals with that in that in that area. So uh, that's the, the only thing why it's still painful, um, um, but it's not a problem. And, and when he doesn't play, he puts ice on it. That's it. Thank you. Thanks, well
1: done Thank you. Good Thank you.
5: Chris Bascom's the next hand, and then at the moment the only other hand we have. Well, Chris, if you can unmute yourself and ask your question, please. Chris Baskin,
4: you need to unmute yourself first, and then ask your
6: question. Unmute. Can you hear me?
1: Can you hear me? Okay, fire away. Okay. If you want to ask questions, Chris.
6: Okay, yeah, yeah. Can you just want to mention Fabinho again? I mean, you know, he, he's played there a couple of times now, but just put such an accomplished performance like that when it's not really your position. I just wanted could say a few words about him and the way he's done that tonight.
7: Good,
3: but even Fabinho can play better. So that, that that's how it is. It, it, how I said, this combination with Joey and Fabinho, I don't think they played before together. If I'm 100% right, um, maybe once, but I don't I don't really know. Um, so that they need to get used to each other. They need to get used to the to the to the the, the the verbal demands on that position. What what you have to say there for to 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 help the midfielders and all these kind of things. So it was really it was a good performance. But there's a lot to improve. That's good uh, because um, we, we, how high or how low is the last line? In which moment? In, in protection situation, counter-pressing, How do we act there? So, but it's no problem. For tonight, it was absolutely it was absolutely good. Um, and now um, we have to carry on. Sorry, I think someone's mic was up there. Thank you,
6: Chris.
1: We'll go to uh, Dom King from uh, the mail. Dom, we've got a handle. I think then we've got Carl Markham.
4: Yeah, I was just going to ask you about the importance of the clean sheet tonight. I mean, the, the win is obviously huge for you, but the, the settling down nature of a clean sheet—it must be huge.
3: It is, it is. But we are not dumb enough to think um, we didn't need a little bit of luck for it because uh, Fabinho needed to make a proper stretcher um, to to get that ball from the line and then um, they hit the the the, 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 the post. So um, clean sheet is one information, but we could have we could have done better. So we know that I don't care. In a moment, we we want to win the game. We did that, but now we don't hang the, the, the clean sheet too high because there were two situations where we where we were not far away from perfect. But that, that that's it. And how is that for tonight? Absolutely okay. Saturday, completely different challenge. Sheffield United tonight with the, the legs on the sofa um, and we need to recover now really quickly um, that be, be, we will be ready for that game. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. And then
6: we'll go to Dave Maddock and I think this is the last question as it stands. Dave Maddock, if you can unmute
1: yourself and then Dave ask your question.
2: Hi, Jürgen. Just
1: just, just on
5: Fabino I mean, he, he, he did come in under pressure and, and then to deliver that sort of the goal line clearance, that must have given him confidence and maybe you confidence, as you said, that he he is a perfectly capable stander. Yeah, look in,
3: in our situation. Yeah, so it, um, it helps when the boys, um, of course, is there pressure on the situation. Yes, it's clear for the, for the two in the in the back there. I was at first game together, and then um, yeah, Fabinho can play the position. He, he likes playing it actually. If I would have asked him to play right back, I don't think he would have uh, <laughs> he would enjoy it as much. Um, as he's enjoying the center half position. So in our situation at the moment, we we, we have to keep these them boys fit, uh, and um, then they can of course um, um, help us a lot. And Fabinho how I said, um, I'm not surprised that he that he plays well on the position. Um, otherwise, we would have thought about a different solution. So um, even that would have been properly tricky. But. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased for tonight, pleased for him, yes, gave him confidence for, for sure, helped us, these situations um, Millie had last season one against Bournemouth, I think, which, yeah. which was a massive one, that tonight was a massive one and um, so he had not only because of this a big hand in this uh, victory tonight. Thank you,
1: and uh, James Pierce to finish actually, James Pierce is our last time. James we can unmute, there you go. Yeah. Hi, Jürgen. Um, Jürgen, I just want to ask you about that decision to, to substitute your entire front three at the same time. Had you, had you decided before the game that they no. would only play 60 minutes? Or was that a case of reacting to how the game was going? And also, what does that say about your faith in the depth of attacking talent you've got?
3: I don't know what it says about. It. I, I, I'm, I'm not in doubt about the, the quality of the boys. So, but it's um, of course it's, it's something. Um, look, the game was like this. It was it became pretty wild. We had to defend really, really all together with the with and the front. We, we defend then in a the one Obviously, that means both wingers have to be really um, need to be really involved um, in defending. And then in the moment you win the ball, there are incredible big spaces for the counter attack. And that we really thought it makes sense to bring in their fresh legs because all all three who came on are um, first in a really good shape, fresh uh, in a tricky, difficult game on a difficult pitch. And uh, that helps a lot. And you, you saw um, they all were really, they helped a lot. And so uh, Shaq 1 deflections, <laughs> uh, which is pretty uh, special. Um, um, tucky in both directions, incredible between the lines, and um, and Diogo yeah, is a machine, so he can do a lot of, um, um, of punish opponents in the 1-1 situation, so we, we had these moments then the end, we didn't finish it off, unfortunately, but it's completely fine, it was important for them, I'm not sure, but I think it was the first Champions League game of Diogo, um, that's a nice one as well, and so um, so now we started the group, now we have to concentrate on the league again and then میچeland is waiting after that. The
0: post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
1: Jurgen quite rightly looking at the positives there and I think it's fair to say the biggest positive was the performance of Fabinho at center back in the absence of Virgil van Dijk and the Brazilian certainly gets a lot of love from our post game callers starting with Matt Whitty,
6: Lauren Black and Steve Dawson. Well, that's an absolutely fantastic result. Um, I think our away performances in Europe have uh, come under a little bit of scrutiny, but probably not as much as they could have done really over the last couple of seasons because of the success we've had. But tonight I thought we were we were really good. There were a couple of dodgy moments. Um, Adrian and Gomez getting in a little bit of a mix-up. Um, it looked like Adrian really should have just either stayed on his line or come out and claim the ball and... Gomez looked to be a bit frustrated by that but and uh, and yeah and there was clearly another dodgy uh, dodgy uh, punch from from Adrian but I thought he also made a really crucial save with his feet down low difficult place for keepers to get and uh, did really well and the other saves he made um he did uh, without without too much fuss and his distribution I thought was uh, was all right clearly not up to the level of um Alisson Becker but who who is and aside from that, I thought the back line were, were brilliant. I mean there were question marks over the fullbacks um in the absence of Van Dyke about whether they would still continue to be as attacking. And I thought Robbo and Trent both had brilliant nights. I thought in midfield, I thought Henderson was excellent um when he came on in the second half. And I thought that Milner was brilliant throughout. I thought also Wijnaldum had a had a had a great game. Uh, the front three I thought were good. I thought Mane was causing them all kinds of problems, and there was a couple of um, lovely um, touches from Salah, notably the back heel through to Firmino. Um, and I thought uh, Jota, when he came on, did brilliantly. I thought he caused um, again loads of problems. He's a really clever runner, and um, he doesn't shoot. You know, he, there was a, there was an opportunity late on where he had a bit of space um from an awkward angle out just outside the box um to, on the diagonal where he could have shot and a lot of players in that much space would have shot um, but he just took that extra shot into the more dangerous area sorry the extra touch into that more dangerous area and uh yeah it didn't didn't quite turn out but you just kind of thought yes this is this is a this is a player that is a, that is on it and he was chasing down harrying. i thought minamino did really well when he came on but you can't uh, you can't look past um, fabinho for for man of the match he was absolutely outstanding and it it was that kind of it was it was such a dominant performance you you kind of thought that we've lost the best center back in the world and uh yeah are we are we replacing him with uh, the best center pla- center back in uh, in the in in Europe um he was he was that good he got his foot to everything there was a double tackle in the first half from um, a dangerous attack from Ajax, and uh, yeah, absolutely sensational. So um, the last word has to go to Fabinho, who was just absolutely brilliant.
0: Lauren Black here to give her thoughts on tonight's win over Ajax in the opening game of the Champions League. Um, a huge win for pool tonight in Amsterdam, and I think all the credit goes to our, to our defensive performance. Um, I thought Andy Robertson was brilliant tonight. I think we've all come to the terms now with the fact that he just doesn't run out of energy in games, um, and he was exactly the same tonight, bombing forward, getting himself into some good positions and always looking a th- a threat on the attack. Um, and he was also unfortunate to not get himself on the score sheet added towards the end. Um. Joe Gomez tonight I thought he was brilliant. Obviously taking up Virgil van Dijk's position as left sided centre back wasn't going to be easy, but I thought he had a very mature performance. Um he was up for the challenge and although there was a, I think a few miscommunication errors with the goalkeeper, I think he'll be happy with his performance tonight. Um again, Fabinho excellent at centre back. I think he's played there four times for us now or started four games for us there and I think he's kept a clean sheet and all of them and maybe only conceded one. Um, Yeah, he's more than capable of filling at the back when needed and he will be called upon a lot more now due to Van Dijk's injury. So it's nice that, you know, you're confident enough that he can fill in that role and he's got another 90 minutes under his belt in that position tonight. And also what a great goal line clearance from him from as well. It was just a boss performance from him. Um. Trent at right back didn't get too many opportunities going forwards as he was would have liked um, in order to, to swing in some some decent crosses or try and create some opportunities. But he um, he handled Ajax's attacking very well and yeah a good performance from him too. Um, although there was a few worrying moments from Adrian and goal um, and obviously a few miscommunication errors. He's got big shoes to fill in, Allison and we all know that, but he is a decent goalkeeper, and he deserves credit tonight for keeping a clean sheet against a very good IX side. Um, I was a bit surprised to see all of our front three go off um, at the same time. Obviously, that was something that would have been I um, thought about leading up to this game, obviously we're, we've got a few games now thick and fast, Um, but the three substitutes who came on did just as good as a job, um, Minimino can play that false line role just as good as Firmino at times and he looked lovely when coming on. Uh, Diego Jota offered us a lot, especially on the counter-attack, and he got the best of the axe defence on numerous occasions. I think his only downfall was sometimes his decision-making was a bit off, but all in all, a good substitute performance. Um, same could be said for Shakiri. It almost looks set in stone that he was going to depart in this transfer window, but tonight proves that you know he'll still play a key role for us this season and get a decent amount of games, I think. Um. Big game against Sheffield United at home on Saturday evening now to to look ahead too. It's important that we get all three points from that um, and get back to winning ways in the Premier League.
7: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's win in Amsterdam in the Champions League. That's a really big three points and a very important three points. In the end, I think you could put a fairly good case forward that we deserve to get something out of the game not in the first 45 minutes, though. Um, the goal was fortunate. Um, the commentary team and the studio crew working for Bein, didn't seem to notice that Mane's shot or cross or whatever that was. I think it was a shot, but it was, it was woefully off target. It actually took a slight deflection off the defender who was marshalling him. And that's what bothered the guy who eventually put the ball into his own net. So a really, very fortunate goal and I think you know, Ajax you know, would have been quite sick to go in at half-time behind to a goal like that particularly when you consider the amount of chances they had and good quality chances uh, they in many ways should have won this one Adrian was both dodgy and brilliant which does I think fairly accurately sum up his, his time in the Liverpool shirt He's a good shot stopper, isn't he? But he needs to move the ball along much more quickly when the ball's at his feet. And um, he got caught out there. A bit of a mix-up with Joe Gomez. One or two other things as well. He he does make your heart stop a little bit, doesn't he? But he's he's a good shot stopper. And he was one of the reasons, one of the significant reasons, I suppose, Adrian, together with some good fortune, that other reason that uh, Ajax were unable to score today the starting the starting 11 was not one that many people would have predicted I certainly would have gone on with uh, what the Echo writers um, put out online um, Keita clearly I suspect was injured because he, he wasn't even on the bench but um, it was a surprise to me that Curtis Jones started, it, it could well be that Jürgen didn't see any other options. I think the fact that he was taken off at half-time showed that Jürgen wasn't entirely happy with the decision he made. I think this game, with the starting team and then the substitutions that were made, and keep in mind we made four substitutions inside the first hour, and I think it must be because we've got an eye on Premier League activity coming up and, and, and what went by at the weekend. Um, we know, and it's it's very sound practice to, that that Jurgen employs to to try and keep players fresh, and we do have a good squad. We have a talented squad where there's now far less of a drop off than there was when the your, your typical first eleven see people step aside. But we've got injury problems, and um, and that's you know that's clearly going to be a testing time for everybody. I thought on on the positive side. Fabinho was excellent I've said before that I think he's probably although we haven't seen too much of him in that position but what we have seen persuades me that he's the best centre-back that Liverpool have who isn't named Virgil and as soon as Thiago Alcantara gets fit I'd be now quite surprised if he doesn't employ Fabinho in that position uh, I, I don't think he'll he'll play that role once Virgil's fit again but we're going to be without our Dutch defender for some considerable time and I think that means that we've got to employ our strengths where we can in defence and I think you know it now retrospectively looks a really inspired purchase of Thiago because he slots into Fabinho's role and Fabinho, versatile as he is, is is showing us time after time that he can do a really first class job there in defence, so a brilliant three points. It was a scrappy game to watch. I can't say I enjoyed it. It was uh, in the first half, in particular, I was I was very concerned that we weren't going to hold on to the lead and that um, Ajax might even run away with it. We did exercise more control in the second half and certainly could have scored on the break. Uh, but uh, the, the the end conclusion is that that is three points that will really put us in a in a good position in this group because um, we. Have struggled away from home in Europe in recent times, and it's good to see us being able to turn things around. At Gulasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Three callers down and now free to go. But before I introduce them, just a note to tell you what we've got coming up on the Blood Red channel over the next few days. On Thursday afternoon, we'll have the Liverpool.com podcast. On Friday afternoon, Jurgen Klopp's pre-Sheffield United press conference and our main Blood Red show. And then on Saturday morning, Neil Fitzmaurice's Poetry in Motion podcast. It's great to have Fitzy back and it's great now to be able to hear the thoughts of Ross Strachan, Owen Thomas and Mark Baker, who takes an in-depth look at how Liverpool will go on without Virgil van Dijk.
8: It's Ross awesome Witness with his thoughts on the Ikesville Liverpool game. A well deserved in the end 1 0 victory away in Amsterdam and they had to work really hard there, Liverpool, to get the victory. Really pleased for the lads to hire for a clean sheet and it's been a lot of spotlight on the side for what's happened in the last few weeks, you know, the injuries and in the derby. The huge loss of Van Dijk and the knock to Thiago were missing Alisson and so there was huge, huge pressure on the lads tonight, it's particularly on the defence and Fabinho was slotted there into centre-back today and he was absolutely excellent wasn't he, man of the match, great performance, the clearance off the line it was world class. And that was really really pleasing to see because we are a little bit lightweight there at, um, in defence now. We've got Joe Gomez, still still a relatively young kid. Played a lot of games, but he looks like he's been lacking in confidence. And you know, he had a good game again tonight and we now know that Van Dijk's going to be out for probably the rest of the season we just got to dust ourselves down and get on with it. It's been a lot of a lot of nonsense talks on social media by people. It's just one of them things. We've got to deal with the situation and we've just got to put it behind us and move on. So, great to see the lads get the clean sheet today. please, please for Adrian as well because he's come under so much stick and, yeah, he's, he's a dodgy keeper. Let's not kid ourselves. But I don't like to single people out and I don't like to blame people. And, yeah... He's got a mistake in him. And we can see that, but that's going to do him the world of good today. He made a couple of decent saves. Flapped a lot of things as well, but other than that, yeah, really well done defense. Whole the whole the whole side's put a real shift in there. Great that we've managed to make some uh, use of the substitutions and everyone's got minutes. The the whole front three came off. I think it was on about sixty minutes. So the other lads have got a good run out. Jota, I thought when he came on again, excellent. Want to see more from him. Got to find a way to keep get, to get him on the pitch a little bit more. Get some minutes because he he just looks a threat with the ball at his feet. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, so good results. It was a bit of a bit of luck with the goal deflected. Bit of skill from Mane, and you know I actually I'll give them I'll give them the due. They made us work for that. So much pressure in the first half. They were right from the off. They, they, you could see they were up for. It. They were pressing, really pressing hard. And Liverpool looked at the, they did struggle a little bit early doors, but they managed to go into the game. And it was it was a, particularly the first half. I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent Champions League game. Second half got a little bit more dogged. Liverpool. Defended a bit deeper and was trying to catch them on the counter. Ajax committed more men forward, but like I say, great to see Liverpool dig in like that. We'll do them the world of good going forward. Exactly what we needed. And we go now onto the weekend. It's a job done. Three points in the bargain. We're back on Premier League duty the weekend. Come on, Reds. Excuse me, I have to keep my voice down because my
5: neighbours. The walls are very thin. walls are paper thin here. Um, Damn you, naysayers. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. And once again, the diamond toughness of Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool shines through. We may need a hundred more incantations to exercise the poltergeist of that gruesome derby the other day. But this was a very promising start our players channelled their anger beautifully into a resolute performance of guts over guile, endeavour over excellence, and a few gentle kisses from Lady Luck herself. Ajax hit the post, of course, you know, you saw it, you watched the game. They had a number of other opportunities too, but the strong centre-back pairing of Fabinho and Gomez, along with one superb save from Adrian, were enough to keep the good ship Ajax in port. I thought Fabinho was marvellous tonight, dominant in the air, quick to read the game, and silky in possession. It's almost as if we've inherited another world-class centre-back. Show me the Fabinho drum, and I'll bang a samba rhythm on it all night long. What a play. A couple of times the the line looked a bit wobbly though. Um, Also on about three occasions in the first half Ajax had many numbers at the back post that would have gobbled up any kind of deep cross but luckily for us their right-sided players didn't spot it and that defensive hole was plugged in the second half by our wonderful captain Jordan Henderson. Milner, bravo to him as well. Um, onwards and upwards, we start with three points, three points away in Amsterdam, fantastic stuff, if only the fans could have been there, but uh, you know, let's as a team, as a people, let's keep the anger from Saturday and use it to drive us on all season, because that fury plus our general brilliance will equal trouble for any team. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, well done boys. And now, bring on the
4: Blades. Mark Baker reflecting on Ajax versus Liverpool in the Champions League. I don't believe it was the greatest performance from Liverpool, but they managed to get over the line against Ajax and I thought the game was pretty evenly matched in terms of um, chances created by either side. But I suppose psychologically for Liverpool it was important to get a clean sheet, especially, I mean, even at the end, I mean, Adrian coming out and not getting enough purchase on a punch and potentially uh, could have ended up 1-1 and you can imagine the the negative headlines which would have followed that. So I think it was important for Liverpool and obviously made important because this week Liverpool suffered the, the biggest blow that they could suffer in terms of the league season in losing the most pivotal player, the most indispensable player, and the best player in in the world in his position, in Virgil van Dijk. And obviously it looks like the player is going to be out for the season. And I don't think you can really relay how much impact that may have on Liverpool's overall achievements this season or what they they can achieve even. I mean, it's going a little bit into the unknown because when Liverpool started to evolve as a side... That was really when van dijk came in so you you kind of don't know what liverpool without van dijk the the current liverpool how much of a drop-off there is and there's no doubt there'll be a drop-off i don't think anybody can dispute that i mean i've said this before but you're talking for me uh, the best and best all-round defender the most unfallible defender that I've seen play the game in, in my years of watching football, and I mean the most complete. So if you look at Van Dijk, in, in every aspect, I don't think there's ever been a defender as an individual who ticks absolutely every box in terms of having strengths in every every department. Obviously, when you think about it in a defensive sense, outstanding in the air. I think he's he's won more chal- headed challenges than any other player in Europe over the last few seasons. Dominant. Aerially, both on set players and in general play you think about his ability to, to manage one-on-one situations he's a fantastic judger of distance of when to engage with opposition attackers when to drop off and when to delay attacks which gives liverpool breathing space and And obviously attacking players they can't get in a foot race with van dijk or think that they can beat him in a one-on-one duel or travel with the ball because quite simply it, it hasn't been proved that it can be done in his time at liverpool he's so dominant in, in that aspect of the game obviously tremendously quick in the fact that he can't run him can't out muscle him magnificently strong man mountain of a, a a defender it's very rare that you get them two things combined in terms of having that brilliant physicality but also that uh, ability to cover ground a pace which van dyke has, has displayed on so many occasions especially the recovery pace in which to um halt uh, opposition when they may make headway in liverpool's half uh, allows liverpool to play very high up the pitch safe in the knowledge that they won't be exposed into the channels because he's quite comfortable being in that area especially that left channel so that the space vacated by robertson when he goes forward is always managed so brilliantly by van dyke And then, not only would you you think about the defensive aspect of Liverpool's game, but then you think about maybe the intangible. So, you know, the thing you probably can't measure in terms of leadership. So, how much of an effect does his dominance, his instruction, have on those around him and the team in general? Again, it's, it's hard to quantify, really. And then the final thing would be, actually, in the attacking elements of the game, so we talk about Van Dyke as a defender, but no Premier League defender has scored more goals in the time that he's been at Liverpool than Virgil van Dijk. Ex- Excellent at attack and set players, goals are crucial moments and always a threat in the opposition penalty area. And then when you think about the actual build-up of Liverpool and how good the player is on the ball at mid- to long-range passes, especially when opposition play- teams are pressing high up the field, and trying to force Liverpool into technical errors on the football, Van Dijk can very often just get you out of trouble with a ball, especially into salada on the right hand side. A lofted, elevated ball, um, weighted to perfection, and that is just sums up the player really. You can, in the sense that a threat in the opposition area, brilliance in the build up, in terms of technically on the ball, and such a magnificent individual defender. And then you add all of that together, and the collective effect that he has in terms of his leadership qualities. Has there ever been a defender who has had all of them combined? Normally, they have a flaw in one of them areas. They may not be as quick, or they may not be as strong, or they may be not as aerial dominance, or they may not be able to affect the game in the opposition box, whatever it may be. But he ticks absolutely every box. And Liverpool's title rivals, there's no question, when the news came through, would have been rejoicing. Um, Maybe not publicly, but, but there's no question it weakens Liverpool. And when you think about Fabino uh, Joe Gomez and, and Joe Matip are going to be the players who, who obviously uh, are going to be entrusted in them roles. I mean, the, the big problem for Matip, who I think is a very good player, is he just doesn't play enough football. So that has to be a concern straight away. Although if he was fit, I think he's, a, he's by far a fine player. The trouble is, a fine player is not the the best player in the world in his position, and that, that's, that's the concern in Van Dijk. Now, Joe Gomez, I'm a massive fan of, but there's no doubt that Joe Gomez has had an absolute nightmare in terms of his form since coming back from the restart, and it was little strides forward today, I felt, in terms of his performance. But Gomez and Matip, as, as profiles of players, being able to cover ground, especially in Gomez's case so quickly, Matip's a... A powerful runner when he gets into his stride. So they have a lot of the attributes, Go, um, Matip in the air. So they, they have a lot of the attributes that make them suitable to play for Liverpool in terms of defending high up the pitch and be able to manage them situations and defend in isolation. But they haven't got all them all encompassing aspects that Van Dyke has. Now, Fabino, again, I thought was excellent tonight. The problem with Fabino, I believe, is that ability in 1v1 duels. I feel if you, if you were to expose Fabinho in a 1v1 against a mobile or soccer, I think Liverpool could be in for real problems. I think his game revolves around good anticipation, good reading of the game. But in terms of foot races, and um, his ability to, to turn a pace and be mobile enough to manage them areas, I think that could be an issue. And I think that'll be why, if the other two are fit, there will be a selection in terms of what opposition that he plays against them, which he's more suited to. And then obviously Liverpool are going to have to look at how they manage the freeze game time because with Gomez and Matip, obviously the the ability to put back-to-back games together. I know Gomez improved massively last season, but in Matip's case, it's questionable in terms of fitness levels. So a lot of questions to answer and a lot of <sighs> A lot of things to solve in terms of Van Dyke's injury. There's no positive. There can't be any positive about it, but it's how well them players can adapt and fill what is an absolute chasm in Liverpool's side.
2: You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.